This podcast is brought to you by Ethical Wealth Advisory, a group of financial consultants who offer one-stop solutions to you, regardless it being personal or corporate. It doesn't matter how old you are, if financial freedom is what you are looking for, then these experts will definitely allow you to achieve that and more. The difference about EWA is that they center around financial literacy in all phases of the client's lifestyle. Please follow them on their Instagram at the official EWA and their Facebook at EWA and also check out their amazing new website which is at www.ethicalwealthadvisory.com And now, on to the podcast! Let's go! What's, what, what's up? You're listening to Randomly Relatable SG Where we talk about random things you relate to Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Wise. I'm Shuraim. I'm Sabrina. I'm Dalton. And I'm Joella. And today we're having a conversation with Yami and S321. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We go, we go, we Randomly, 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 randomly. What's up guys, welcome back to the number one new podcast in the world Today we have a very, very, very special guest today We have two special guests today We have Dalton and Joe You may see them on TikTok, you may see them on television, you may see them on Instagram With their luxury stuff, with their computers, with their apartment, with their all those things With their dog Oh, with their <laughs> dog And today we have them here today in the studio Everybody? Yes, you too. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank here. you so much, guys, for coming. Please uh, introduce yourselves. So I'm Dalton. I'm uh, turning 20 this year. I run a couple of companies and... Uh, You're a millionaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Joella. I'm 19, so one year younger than Dalton. And I'm mostly managing our crypto portfolio and on the side running procurement and sales company. Thanks. I realize Wise called you Joe. Is that weird? No, because she said okay. She said Joe. There's a reason why I go by Joe because my name most people tend to pronounce it as Joel instead of Joella. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's an yeah. A, right? an e, right? No, because we're not so used to seeing the Joel version. Uh-huh. Then they think even with the A, the A just silent, lo. It doesn't make sense. Eh? You guys just doesn't know how to pronounce. Yeah, my friend call me Sabrina. What? Yeah, uh, thank you guys for coming on to this podcast. La. It really means a lot. And we've been looking for young millionaires and just so happened, I think Wise was the one that... Uh, no, no, it's up, it's up, it's up. I saw you guys on my FYP. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Sabrina saw, saw you guys on FYP and it's like, oh, they yeah. are young millionaires. Dude, I literally like shared your account to them, right? And then he was like, okay, DM sent. Oh, okay, he replied. Down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. It's fast. Yeah, it's, easy. it's actually kind of easier to get his contact. I realized that you put your number on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I should just. Uh, I'm yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I DM then like he reply okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, lucky, bro, lucky. Yeah, it's lucky. Yeah. Like when you guys received the DM, were you guys like shocked or do you guys like were you guys expecting this kind of like media coverage for this the stuff that you guys have uh, achieved so far in your life? Half half lah. Half half, half, half. half Yeah, we didn't really expect media coverage that fast. I think that was like our first or second TikTok movie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw the moving out at eighteen one actually. 
Yeah, that was the first one. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah first oh. one. So when when he posted it, like, I like before you said I saw it, but to me like like wool lah. Okay, you you understand wool? Like okay, it's like 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 fake. Oh, like fake. Uh, like, 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 these people go to sell like another course ah. These people go to sell yeah. swipe up and buy. Uh, like okay lah, okay okay. I'm happy for you guys, mm. but like okay whatever ah. Mm, Then ah mm. uh, because we we are looking for like. This this few months we are looking for like the young entrepreneurs and all those stuff. Then yeah. uh, like we want to talk to like young millionaires. Mm, then uh, mm, we mm. we found uh, like we we just DM and just shoot a shot uh. Is there like a millionaires club in Singapore? <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, I'm not millionaire. Not yet. Our, like, we haven't reached that tier. Uh. I would say there's a there's an entrepreneur club, but entrepreneur. especially among the young ones, I mm. think a lot of us know each other. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And we network a lot among each other. Okay, where where does this networking like take place? Yeah. I mean, so many. I'll meet like one guy. Like I have a friend called uh, Tianzhen okay. from an ask him. Okay, Mian. He's oh. very, very well networked all across the entrepreneur scene in Singapore. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Do you mind can talk closer to the mic, no? All right, can. <laughs> yeah. Um. So thank you guys again for coming for coming on to this podcast. So like Sabrina and Y said, the 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 first TikTok that we saw was the fact that you guys moved out at 18 years old. Both of you guys, right? Yeah, uh, I actually moved out first. Then Dalton came to join me later on. Ah, okay. But then the house was already settled, is it? Yeah, I settled it. Oh, wow. Okay. So what made you guys want to move out in the first place? Uh, so for me, I actually enjoy having my own space mm. quite a bit. And I wanted to just be more independent and have like my own space to do whatever I want when I want to do it. Okay. What about yeah. you, Dalton? Dalton, yeah. Yeah, for me, my house is pretty cramped okay. where, I, where I used to live back in Pongo because mm-hmm. I have a pretty big family of uh, six kids. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah, so you can imagine that cram into a HDB. Uh-huh. It's not a lot of space for for yourself. Yeah. And I'm working on time. I need the space myself to focus. Mm-mm. What What did your parents think when when you guys like decided this? How did you guys tell them? Uh, my one, uh, yeah. a very bad kid. Uh. I signed the lease first. <laughs> <laughs> I signed first, then I say <laughs> Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Hey, no, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Okay. Nice. How about you, Delton? Yeah, I actually didn't um, tell my mom until I already like moved my stuff out. How did she not realize? Yeah, you no, did she, the same thing, lah. Basically, she figured it out when I was moving my stuff out already. Okay. But okay. she wasn't that surprised. But because I've done things like this before. Oh, okay. And been running companies for many years. At uh-huh. one point during COVID, um, before the whole lockdown thing, I was. Sleeping in my office for like a f- couple of months, so oh, wow. I was working really hard on one of the projects we we're doing. Wow. Okay, let's let's like take a step back and then get to how you got to this point, right? So you mm. guys both moved out at 18. and yeah, is that about right? 18? About there. Yeah. yeah. And like based on your TikTok, I saw that you guys said that y'all became millionaires before you turned 20. And before the before this podcast, we had a conversation that uh, Dalton, you were more into like the business entrepreneurial side of the of things, and then you are more into the crypto investment sites, right? So let's get a little bit into that. Um, we'll start with Dalton, okay? And how old did you start your first entrepreneurial journey? Okay, so the first company I started was when I was in Sec Two at fourteen. Okay, it was a software development company, uh, mainly focusing on iOS applications at the time. Okay. And then you at fourteen, who taught you all those? Yeah, like at fourteen, I wasn't even thinking about starting a company, yeah, bro. Just be honest, yeah. Yeah. How did this come about? So I started learning um, programming when I was eleven. 
okay. on my own. At that time, it was for my own fun. I wanted to build mods for Minecraft at that time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so then, then I got really into the whole idea of creating stuff. Okay. And being a, a producer, not a consumer. Okay. And when I was in, when I went to my secondary school, which was SST. Okay. I actually got the chance to fly to Silicon Valley when I was in Sec Two. Ah, okay. So Silicon Valley is in America. In America, or is it Orange County? No, San Francisco. San Francisco. So you, 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 you flew to uh, Silicon Valley because of the scholarship, is it, or is this just a, a, a school trip? Yeah. So it was a part of a program that my school had. So basically, I had built an app for the school. Uh, and they rewarded a couple of the students that were really talented in development with um, to go on this learning journey, as they call it, by engineering school to Silicon Valley oh. for that's, free. Everything is so that's, that, that, that's pretty. That's like insane, though, because like that's the 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 pinnacle of technology. Say, yeah. The technology, like that, that, that's the hub of like the the startups and technology of the the world. I would say mm, right mm. now, and like, for for you to actually be able to like prove yourself. And then people actually recognize recognize it. your your talent and actually give you this opportunity to go over. What 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 did it feel like? Did it open your eyes to how much better you can get, or like how 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 did it motivate you in a certain way, or did it just make you like ah shit, this is too much. I can never get there, kind of thing. Yeah, the one thing that I can that that whole trip taught me was what's possible. Ah, uh, so, okay. Especially in the country like Singapore, you don't really see things like this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course, yeah. And when I went over there, I got the chance to visit the HQs of Apple, Google, Facebook, and talk to a ton of different startups. And you start to realize that these things aren't as far-fetched as they seem. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, so you would say that in Singapore, like there is this, it is just kind of like a tunnel. I would, I wouldn't say tunnel vision. We're like kind of sheltered. Yeah, sheltered. We're sheltered guess, from these successes. Ah, right? uh, so okay. like at fourteen, you were introduced to like this whole world of technology and how you, you are a lot greater than yourself. Is that like, you're a lot greater than Singapore like, at least, you know, because when I was 14, what was I doing, you know? And at 14, you were out there in Silicon Valley and then meeting new people and all that. Who was the most inspirational person that you met when you were 14? At the age, yeah. So at 14, the most inspirational person for me was my mentor in school. Oh. Mr. Aurelius Yo. Okay. So what... He, what he really taught me was that if I, because I, I had told him like of my dreams and stuff I wanted to do, he told me if you want to, you have to start now. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. And you have to be prepared for what it's going to take. And there's nobody in the world that can teach you those skill sets. You got to go and dive into it yourself mm-hmm. and figure it out. Okay. So mm. will you say that Mr. Who again? Sorry? Aurelius Yo, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Aurelius Yo was the person who's kind of set your mindset. Definitely, he was one of the people that set me on this path. Mm. When, before I met him, I think my goal was maybe become like an engineer at Apple or Google. Ah, okay. 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 That's like a more... Singaporean thought, goal, yeah, I feel. Yeah, it's a more like realistic <laughs> goal that most people out yeah, like yeah, at yeah, 14 yeah. have, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, a question that I had prior to this podcast, I was very curious, like, how at 14 did you develop such a mindset? Or I'm assuming that at 14, right? Because um, you started to sell your your services to companies and all that, correct? Your app development com- um, services, right? So it, at 14, I'm assuming that you already had like a mindset to make money. How much money do you think you would make? Okay, so what what the the value of money is very different to me back then. Uh-huh. I mean, 
a hundred dollars in secondary school is a lot more than a hundred dollars is now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay. But at that time, I was just trying to to make myself a little bit of pocket money so I could maybe have ten dollars a day to eat. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I ended up making a lot more than I expected, and yeah. that let me do a lot more things over time. I see. Okay. Was there? Okay. You was go. there like family, like support in in the, in this kind of mindset that you wanted to be? Were you the first entrepreneur in your family, or or like did your parents support this idea of like you going out and and trying to sell your your stuff to companies? Okay, my mom thought I was crazy. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And okay, my both my parents are were teachers. Okay. Now they're both unemployed. Okay. But. They, my family would say it's more conservative most of the time. Okay. But um, when I first started it, my mom thought I was pretty crazy. But I convinced her that I knew what I was doing. Uh-huh. So she was fine with it as long as I didn't get myself in trouble. Okay. okay. So I would just tell her, okay, I'm going to go get me a client. I'll just be at Starbucks. You don't need to worry about me. This is like you at 15 or 16 years old. 14. 14. Oh my God. <laughs> so you're meeting like re- legit adults and trying to make a deal. Yeah. Oh my god! That's wow. crazy. I used to go to Next Next Mall, yeah. uh-huh. the Starbucks there. That's my favorite place to go to negotiate. Negotiate eh, at fourteen. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Fourteen, I nego my carousel deal. I buy Nerf gun, bro. I buy Nerf gun. You you nego twenty dollar, fifteen dollar. No, no, the person uh hundred. I nego like forty plus. To me, they want a lot of money, you know. Discount <laughs> 60. I meet him all the way. I live in Yishun, no? I go all the way to next outside the McDonald's. A weird corridor, each kind of thing, got the entrance, then the Mac, then the corridor. I just like, sasa. Uh. But I just want my love gun. Uh. That's why I, I nigo uh, at 14. But you were negoing. How much was deals? the deal at 14 years old? Yeah. Okay, so the first deal that I ever signed was for 40k. What the heck? Came up. But that was a that was like big more, I would say beginner's luck. The rest were more around 13k. Still a lot of money at 14, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 have a, I have a question now. Why? How do you choose between uh, web development or app development? Because right now, I, I I hear that you're more focused on app development, right? But like, how do you choose that track? Or like, was it just a... Uh, the opportunity was apps. So you went to apps. Okay, so... I chose apps at the time because it wasn't a very niche market. At that time, if you think about it, back in 2014... Um, iPhone apps was a very new thing still. Yeah, yeah. It and was. Yeah, it was very hard to find developers. Mm. Let alone those that could do native. Most people knew how to build Android because it was a Java language yeah. that most people had been doing. So very few people in my field, which was what gave me a very good advantage to both charge very high prices and also convince people that even though I'm, uh, I'm pretty young, I mean, I never told them how old I actually was. They just assumed I was like, like 17, 18, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you like incorporate your own company then or were you just like running it solo? Like I was you, way too young to incorporate you a company. You were just a freelancer <laughs> uh, in a way. Yeah. I see. What was your first app? That $40,000 deal, right? What did you do for, the, for him? Okay, I can I can describe it but there's an NDA for about okay. it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a banking trading app. Wow. 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 Is, it, is it like big now? I can't comment on that. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair Interesting. enough. And then the other apps were there like, in my head, they were like gaming apps. They were not at all. Mostly productivity. So, productivity apps. for example, like marketplace apps, this kind of stuff. Like carousel, that kind of stuff. Yes, not, not carousel. Not carousel. <laughs> but, but similar kind of apps. Wow. Um, was, wow. It, was it difficult to learn when you were 14? Or do you think it's a skill that like people could pick up if they really wanted to? Okay. 
I think it's some. I think a lot of the reason why I was able to scale so fast back mm. then was that I was very a very big risk taker. Okay. Mm. I and when I took on the first project, I didn't know how the hell I was going to build it. Oh really? So it was just a yes first, and then I'll think about how to do it later. Of course, in front of the client, I was smiling like no problem. <laughs> very okay. experienced. Okay. Then I go home. I was like, wow, shit. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a very fast learner when it comes to tech and business and yeah. everything in general. Yeah. yeah. So kind of bit off a little bit more than I could chew then, yeah. and then I figured out how to chew my. Ah. Uh, okay. 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 On that on that topic of like trading and banking, right now, uh, moving on to Joella, yeah. like, what made at what age did you start at fourteen as well, dive delving into crypto and the whole investment world? Uh, no, I would say definitely not. Okay. Uh, so when I was in secondary school, I was mostly doing things like uh, I was importing a brand that wasn't available in Singapore back then. Okay. Okay. And oh. how old were you when you started this? Um, I had a current account since I was P six. Okay. So at P six, I was being um. You know, back in primary school, you think two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar. So I would do like what I would do is I would go to like random clothes shops. Yeah. And you know, cotton on H&M always get the two dollar, five dollar section, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I just buy. Then I sell on Carousel for like ten, uh, fifteen. Yeah, ten, fifteen that kind. Okay. So okay. I had like some capital from then. Okay. So in secondary school, I started importing the brand. Importing the brand. What yeah. do, you do? Can you share what brand it is? Can lah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a brand called Randy Melville. Oh, oh, you yeah. were importing that? Yeah. I like that brand. No more already right, in yeah, Singapore. You know, I, and <laughs> honestly, it's very interesting because what happened was that I think the brand themselves realized, oh, do you know they actually help warehouse sales? Where? In USA? You know oh, that? No, oh, I, I don't. Know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, now, uh, the trade a bit dying la, so I can share. La. Okay. <laughs> so back then, uh, they had these warehouse sales quite often, like maybe every month or something like that. Yeah. And it was like 5, 10, 15 per piece. USD is it? Yeah, USD. Yeah. You know, okay. Brandy Melville is expensive. Yeah, you know? expensive. I don't know the price range like, of that. My G, uh, I, I bought the pants that you said look like pajama pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a $50 pants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so okay. what happened is that people in the US realized they capitalized on that. So they bought in bulk. Okay. 5, 10, 15. So they sell each piece may mark up 5 to $10. Then we buy from Singapore. Uh-huh. And I use, uh, have you heard Easy Buy? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I use their flight forwarding services. Oh, yeah. so you doing you were doing a lot of import export yes. lah at first, yeah. and then oh. that was where you gain your capital. Yes. And then how did you learn about investments? So I learned about it from a friend in twenty twenty. He told me about it. I think in like um Jan Feb that kind of period. Mm. But then I tell you, COVID come March right. Mm. I think everyone remembers. Wow, I think it cut by like fifty percent. The economy. Yeah, yeah, it was very very mm. bad. Like everything was like very bloody. Everyone was like, "This is it. It's gonna end now." Okay. Uh, so okay. back then, I scared. I never enter. Regret. Uh, Regret for very, 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 yeah. very, 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 very long until like um last year, August. I finally decided, never mind, not waiting anymore. Going to buy Bitcoin Ethereum now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. How, how much was uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum when you bought uh, in the first time? Bitcoin was 10k SGD. Ethereum was 400 SGD. It's, it was so cheap, man. In 2020? August, yes. Oh. Then by the end of 2020, it was like ready to hit 20k Wow. Yeah. Oh. How did you raise, so you raised your capital like yeah. the 10 or 15k by doing the importing business or the, the carouselling business, is yeah. it? Wow, that's insane, sir. Yeah? I got a bit of, I'm like him lah. Our risk tolerance, a uh, bit sky high one. Okay. <laughs> Scary, how, yeah. you cannot not have. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a bit like, you know when you're doing your first crypto transaction? Yeah. And you know the, um, the address is very long. Yeah. They are very scared because my character mess up, go buy to your money. So it's kind of like your first banking transaction. Yeah, that's yeah. so, so scary. You know, that was what yeah. happened to my friend. 
He accidentally <laughs> transferred four hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin to another wallet. Nee, disappeared. And he bought those four hundred coins. Eh, four hundred dollars worth of coins back in twenty seventeen. Wow. When it was what, like seven k SGD, I think. Wow. Gone. All gone. Wow. Thing, right? Yeah, very putting. The this wallet thing very scary. Yeah. So this whole crypto thing. When you talking, when when you're talking about investment, you are talking about crypto. Yes. Like from the very start. And then until now, you haven't stopped. <laughs> no. Then the current wow. bear market, eh? We <laughs> bought the dip. The prices I entered were very favorable. Okay, so you yeah. haven't like, there's the 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 sorry, the, it's still not a loss yet, lah. Wow. Uh, I want to ask a bit about your your business, lah, because uh, this import export, like it's it's very like it makes sense, ma. Yeah. It, mm. it makes a lot of sense. You you buy in bulk or you buy cheap. Then after that you sell lah, yeah. and you make a profit. It, it, it makes sense, ah. Mm. But mm. Then, uh, a lot of people right now, especially in the last, I would say, uh, four years, the drop shipping, the Facebook ads marketing kind kind of thing. Do you think that? Well, did do you take advantage of that drop shipping kind of stuff, or yours was? <laughs> Import export. Import export. So the problem with drop shipping is that I think by now, okay, maybe a few years back then, people don't know can be so cheap, right? Mm. You just buy anyhow, cause convenience. I live in Singapore, and now more people are used to buying from like Taobao, China, AliExpress, all yeah, that. Yeah. So it's drop shipping while viable, not so easy. So usually my strategy would be to like capitalize on a brand which is like well known, right? and uh, then go and try and find like the cheapest, cheapest source of it. <laughs> And then bring it to Singapore. Yeah, so you cut uh, out the middleman. So when you bring to Singapore, you sell at where? Brazil. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, makes so, sense. Uh. This was back in secondary school, you did this, right? Yeah. And then right now, are you still doing the same import-export or you're done with it? I'm still doing it. Much lesser, but still. Yeah, wow. Because it's, like you said, like there's competition like Shopee and everything, right? Everyone knows that you can get yeah. like cheaper stuff already. And it's, it's still a viable business model. Uh. It depends on brand research. you choose. A lot of research. Yeah, I, I would I imagine. Must one. Yeah. And it helps that, I mean, I've been around Carousel for so long. I have a customer base. Uh, yeah. Is your Carousel account very popular? Let's just check. Eh? Very lah. Definitely. Uh, and uh, I, I will bet at least 20k followers, bro. At least. Not so many. No, not so, so many. many. Followers are important. Yeah. Yeah. Carousel recommended one. Carousel recommended, okay. Verified Apple Boutiques, Carousel. Have you been to the Carousel? I've been verified Boutiques, yeah. But very soon I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get like banned on fucking Carousel based on the- Because you keep low-balling everyone. Based on the low-balling I've been doing on Carousel, I'm going to get like- Get flanked soon. So you're the kind of customer she complain about at night, I'm the asshole, like I low-ball for fun. Like, no intention to buy. No intention to buy, but it came out when I came in. Then like, I I lowball oh, yeah. Bo pen ah. If the person is like I must buy, I will be like I lowball. Then he say okay. Then like hey, sorry, I kidding ah. I'm for fun, you know lah. Like sometimes I just see something like. The watch. Then in my head. Oh yeah, I was bored. So there, there there was a time like I was uh, I was off social media for a while. So uh, the only apps so in my phone were uh, shopping apps lah. Then like, I went back to Carousel. Then like, uh, suggested was uh, shoes and uh, watches and stuff. Then uh, this guy was selling a watch for. I think he, he, he priced it 400 plus. Then I, I Google the watch. Then they retail for uh, like 1,000. I'm like, eh, sure lah. 1,000 retail, then you're selling 400 plus. I'm going to lowball you somewhere. Let me try. Let me try. I say, hey, hey bro, uh, by any chance, you're willing to deal uh, 200 to 250? 
Then when they get patient, when they get patient, they get patient, he replied me, ah, oh, that's a bit too low. Yeah, yeah, I say, uh, then he replied, uh, are you okay to deal at, uh, like, 300? Uh? 300, I think, think, actually, can, uh, let's do it, uh, let's do it. Uh. Is it the one you ignore, right? Yeah, the tuna. Oh, this tuna. This okay. one, another, another lowball story. Uh, <laughs> I just like the lowball stuff. Uh. At least we never gonna, you know, recently, the Carousel story, the guy go meet up, score the kid. No, <laughs> Please, I, 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 I don't ball. I don't ball. I don't ball. If if he say no, I apologize. <laughs> but I, but I kind of love like rubber ones. So. Uh, there's this like Seiko watches that I low ball. Right? Then the person sort no. The person say like, uh, but the person quite polite. So he say like, uh, sorry to say this to you, uh, bro, but I think you just wear Casio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Then got got a few like uh, some t-shirts. Old t-shirts, I just, I just like lowball for fun. He he lives at fifty, uh. Then like to me, that t-shirt doesn't worth fifty. Uh. Then I I, I ask for ten, uh. Oh, it's a Uniqlo uh, cost one, Uniqlo right? Cost, uh. yeah, then he Uniqlo say, uh, cost, yeah. can uh, uh, ten five dollar payments. Uh, like, okay, whatever. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Uh. <laughs> hey, you, you got any lowball stories? Like bad, bad lowball stories? Very used to. Archive chat. Archive <laughs> oh, chat. Archive 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 chat. Yeah. Only wow. crypto. You don't play with like Forex and the stocks. and. You don't want to touch Forex. Okay. It's a period of time I got liquidated <laughs> very badly. Oh. Oh man. Okay. Then what about you Dalton? What are you doing now? So I, the two companies I run, one is a financial payment processing company in the shipping industry. Wow. Okay. Ex- explain a little bit. Yeah. I cannot understand explain, that. Explain a lot. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> explain a lot. So basically, um, it processes the payments um, between uh, depots and hauliers. So when these when these um, containers, shipping containers, come to Singapore with cargo, uh-huh. yeah. and they need to be stored in Singapore and repaired, etc., uh, money needs to exchange hands, and so um, our platform helps to process those payments. Okay. Ah, okay. So it's okay. Okay. How What's did you again? find that? Yeah. How how did you find that loop like that 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 little hole that, that you gap had to fix? Yeah, yeah. That gap in the market. Yeah. That's so specific. <laughs> okay. There's a very simple. I mean, okay. I mean, I'll explain it in a simple way. But okay. 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 You'll realize that there are a lot of industries where there are a lot of stupid things. Okay. Okay. And once you know what the stupid thing is, it's very easy to fix it. But because a lot of these are very old industries, the uh-huh. stupid things haven't been fixed for years. Okay. And people, I mean, you think about who runs these companies. Yeah. They they are not you. They don't want. They are not like really interested in like switching to new yeah, technology. Yeah, exactly. They're very traditional mindset, right? Yes. Okay. How did you like get into the whole shipping industry? How did you even find out about this gap in the in, in the market? Uh huh. Okay. Um. I actually found out about it when I was talking to one of and uh, a guy that I partnered with. Okay. So he's also the guy that I built this thing together with. Ah, okay, okay. So you're the you're the tech side of things, and he's the one that like saw this gap in the market and wanted to start this with you. Yes. Ah, okay, okay. What's up? Should I'm getting married soon? Next year, right? Yeah, guys, I'm getting married in 2022. Oh, How much is it, bro? Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not cheap, right? It's not cheap. I'm uh, not gonna lie, guys. Like to be honest, Fatin and I are paying about 20k each, uh, and it's just like a super conservative amount, uh. 
Conservative means what? This is this is cheap, really, yeah. Yes, it's only for hundred packs, and it's about twenty k. Yeah. Twenty thousand for hundred packs. Yeah, that's too much. That's, that's, that's a lot. That, that's nonsense. You only been working for like what four years, and like four years lah. Yeah. I, I I know your salary, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and doesn't add up, bro. And I know you have bills to pay. I don't <laughs> <laughs> what do we like? Uh, honestly, like it does not add up because like uh, you know I have my own school school loans to pay and yeah. everything, right? But like I'm very lucky that my parents had a savings plan for me since I was young. It's always an investment savings plan. Okay. So I use that to pay off some of my wedding stuff. Lah. So it actually helped me a lot. Oh, I Wait, need that shit. I also want to I actually it. recommend everyone to get it, sir, to be honest. But, but it's not only just to use for your marriage or whatever. You can use it for your education or your kids' education. So I'm very lucky that my parents like thought ahead and then like bought this plan for me. Lah. Where, where, who, who do you recommend yeah. you going or what? Of course, you must go to the one and only EWA, uh, Ethical Wealth Advisory, bro. Ethical, Ethical Wealth, Wealth Advisory. Advisory. I heard about them on Randomly Relatables SG Podcast. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, honestly, when, when I heard about their, their products that they, they, they do, I mean, it's a lot of like halal investments if you're really big into that, but they also have the choice of whether you want to be in a halal investment or not in a halal investment. Hey, I follow them on Instagram, right? It's at the official EWA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. That's on the one. Their, on their Facebook also, it's EWA, bro. I, yeah. Their website also do it. Yeah, yeah. Nice, bro. www.ethicalwealthadvisory.com Yeah, so I definitely recommend every one of you guys to check it out lah. They say must say seven times so people can remember. With a Q, not a C. Ethical. 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 Ethical Wealth Advisory. And they're very ethical. Nice. Yeah, so honestly, like real talk guys, like it's really helped me like it really helped me this kind of investment plans and I recommend everyone to have it. Now on to the podcast. What's what's the other business that you that you run? Glance.sg. Glance.sg, I think I've heard of it before. It's a freelance platform. It's like Fiverr, it's like Fiverr. Yep. But it's hyper localized for Singapore market. Hyper localized, Okay. Yep. So especially when you talk about services which you must hire local. Example, a photographer. Okay, okay. Or you need um, um, like sound engineers that need to be on site. Uh, okay, okay. So it's basically like a, it's basically a fiber. But I, I, when, when I saw the website, I was like, I don't know what I should say. Like, is it like fiber kind of stuff? Like, is it insulting that I say that it's like fiber? No, no, no. I mean, we, those are our competitors. But we, we there's a gap in the market, which is why a lot of Singaporeans don't do well on those apps, and also why a lot of businesses don't hire from those apps. And it's very smart actually, because like even sometimes I'm looking for like people to do stuff for me, right? I'm a little bit afraid to use Fiverr because of how it's not in Singapore and yeah, how it's not, it's not local. Right? Yeah, yeah. I might pay and then I might not get anything back. So I think that's a very, very, very good idea what you did. How long has that been around? The company was started about a year ago. I joined as a co-founder around um, start of this year. Okay. Wow, okay. So, um, which is your biggest, like, which is your, what do you call it? Uh? Most cash cow, is it? I would say a cash cow, which, which one is uh, Which is your main company? Yeah, which is the main main business, money-making business, yeah. Okay, I run, I'm, I have pretty much equal effort in both of these companies now. Okay. I would, I would say, um, the one, because I'm, the one I spent almost two years working on, the financial payment yeah. one, it has definitely contributed a huge chunk of my net worth. Wow. And also a monthly cash flow. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh so now 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 to get into the the details of of things. Uh, what exactly are your net worths right now? 
Okay, I just, <laughs> direct. Yeah, just ask her. Yeah, just ask her. Yeah, I can give you an estimate because yeah. the the truth is because we don't keep our net worth in cash, mm, mm. and assets value can change every day. Yeah. Of so course, up and go down and go all around. Yeah. But that's how you keep your money growing. Yeah, of course, definitely. I would say my net worth right now would be I would estimate it around two point three to between two point three to two point eight million. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How about you, Joel? See it, man. Somewhere between two to three. What the fuck? Damn. Does this feel like real life to you guys? No. <laughs> you are 20 and both of you are 20 years old this year. Uh, I'm turning 19 this year. You're turning, you're turning 19 and you are 20 this year, right? Yeah, I'll turn 20 in July. You, okay, July. And you? August? November. Eh, November what? 24. Scorpio That's season. My Oh no, it's not Scorpio. It's a sexy, sexy, like Jess. Yeah. Okay, so you are turning nineteen and twenty. Can you guys fathom that you have two point three to three million dollars in your in your in assets in your net worth? Yeah. How how do you guys accept that? Okay, for me, right. Uh-huh. And this might come up might sound a bit bad because I mean, <laughs> but because my circle of friends, right? I always my circle of friends are always trying to have people that are doing way better than me. Okay. Because I want to keep learning. Yeah. I don't want to feel like the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that means that I'm not around people that I can be learned from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I have friends my age, some are in the US. Um, one of them is a, a girl that lives in, now she's just living in San Francisco, I think. Okay. okay. Her startup there is probably worth like 20, 30 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And. I have another friend who recently um, exited Y Combinator. I, I think they. Re- sure what's there. Y Combinator is a really big like startup accelerator in the US. Okay. Okay. Yeah, his net worth. I think he's just about to turn twenty eight. His net worth is probably about forty or fifty million now. Wow. Okay. So you feel like in this entire circle, you are. Yeah. Not so I feel like I have a lot more to, to learn. Okay. I but still have a lot, lot to younger, grow. Though. <laughs> Are you the youngest in your circle that, that has this amount of net worth? Um, the girl I mentioned just now is the same age as me. What the fuck? She's Singapore. Oh. She's not Singaporean, right? No, she's Russian, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What about you? Do you guys do you have friends who are like above above you? Or are you like richest really? I I'm done. Have have above me. Singaporean have have. I know someone who entered Ethereum when it was ten dollars. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I guess it just keeps you grounded uh, that you know you have a lot more to work for. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's also about having like very simple things in life. Like we wake up, you go and cuddle our dog. Our dog happy, we happy. <laughs> wow. Does your parents know about this? When does the parents know does your parents know how much money you, you guys make or have? Uh, they listen to this, they will know. La. <laughs> yeah, I would say my answer is her. No, because like uh for a lot of my friends who are successful. Uh, oddly enough, they don't really share how much they make with their parents. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. My mom probably has an idea. She, I mean, she's asked me bef- She asked me like two years ago how much money I had in my bank account at the time. Like she was curious. I gave her an estimate. That's the last time I ever gave her a number. And she's like, I gave I'm her the number. Now, I know at that time, I think like a couple of years ago, I told her I was aiming to become a millionaire in the next year. And then she stood at me like, you sure or not? Okay, okay. <laughs> how, how, like, like uh, how uh, Sabrina asked you, like, does this feel like real life, right? Because it's, it's kind of crazy that 
uh, majority of Singaporeans don't even make like majority of Singaporeans like average like maybe they make about two point four a month. 2.4k, not 2.4 million a month. Two, two, <laughs> that's not we're talking million, we're talking about k. Yeah, yeah. Like 2.4k a month. Uh, some live paycheck to paycheck. Some yeah. are... Some like just literally just are in the gig economy and where if like they don't get a gig and they, they don't get money and then like, for example, that month they, 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 they don't survive, they don't have any income. You know? Yeah. yeah so like, how, what, what, what I want to ask is like, like, how does that feel like? Uh? Like it, not worrying about money. It's quite, I w- okay, I wouldn't say we don't worry about money, okay. but we worry about different type of money problems. We yeah. don't worry about whether we can eat that day. Uh-huh. We are more, because we're thinking at scale. Mm. So maybe like um, managing company cash flow, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. But I would say it's pretty surreal. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty surreal. I, it's like, it's the freedom of it, I would say. Bro, I saw one on the TikTok. They went to some luxury shop. Yeah. Uh, they have to pay with their grab card because they're too young to get a credit card. I'm like, buki. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, that was for me. That was for me. They have a limit. Uh, grab card got a limit yeah. of 5k. Oh my god, I need to pay two payments. What the fuck? So, like, that, those, those type of things are not people, normal problems, okay? People, <laughs> I guess. I won't say it's not normal. Like, people, like, people dream to be like you, you know. Mm. And then I'm mm. sure maybe when you were younger, you were 14, like, you look up to. When you went to your Silicon Valley, you you, you look at those uh, what oh, what's that word? Like, um, role models? Uh, not not role models. Those like stars lah. Yeah. Okay. Those those, those, those superstars lah. I would say they have have made it. Then like right now you are on the way there. You want to say on the way there? You want to say haven't make it yet? You you want to say you still poor or whatever lah? But but you you are you have reached a certain level and very early. Do you feel scared? Do you feel scared like Alamak, This is too early, ah. Yeah. Is there that feeling like, ah, oh, shit, this is too early. Am I not ready for this? I think I've, I would, I, I, based on what you just said, I do feel, it feels funny to say this, but I would say a lot of the time I feel like I'm too late to some things. Too late. Okay. Interesting. Why? My goal right now is to become someone as big as Elon Musk one day. Wow. When okay. he was 20, 28, I believe. I, I can't remember the exact number. Around that age. And he sold his company was... His net worth at that time, I think, was about 50 or 60 million. You have eight more years ahead of you. <laughs> That's a lot of time. <laughs> right now, the goal is to hit a net worth of 100 million by 30. 100 wow. million by 30. Some people are saying million, millionaire by 30. You are 100 million by 30. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, you know, when I, I, before this podcast, right, I was talking to them about this. Like in my head, uh, exactly what he said. Like maybe, maybe I can make a million by 30. And that to me is already pretty surreal. <laughs> When you were 14, did you think that you were ever going to be a millionaire by the time you turned 18? Because, okay, wait, hold on. I'll I, I, I explain my thought flow a little bit. So how it works is like, when I was 14, I was doing a little bit of like, uh, things like you, you also. I was selling, I was importing stuff from China, selling it in Singapore. But I was never under the impression that like, okay, I'm going to make real money from this because I want to be a millionaire by the time I turn 20 or before I turn 20. I was doing it out of fun. I was making origami and selling it to my neighbours. You know, that kind of stuff. So like at 14, right? Did you think that you were going to be a millionaire by the time you turned 18? And how did you conform to that kind of mindset at such a young age? Okay, so I, I, yes, I did. And I actually had this thing I made when I was 14 called 20 Goals by 20. Okay. One of them was to hit a million dollars net worth. Uh-huh. And I mean, there were a whole lot of things. I wanted to... Um, 
meet Tim Cook, which I managed to. Wow. I wanted to travel to Silicon Valley, which I got to. Um, I wanted to visit Apple Park, which I got to. I mean, Apple Park wasn't a thing at the time. At the time, I put as one infinite loop, but now yeah. that would be Apple yeah. Park. Interesting. So, like, uh, I guess, like, I just wanted, like, okay, I don't know how do I how do I ask this question. It's just that at fourteen, right, the things on my mind were boys, you know, boys, and then like um, my North Zone competition coming up. I want to be first in netball, you know, that kind of stuff. How did you have that such a monetary goal like that? Like, were your parents a big factor of this? Was Mr. Elias? Uh, no, Aurelius. You Aurelius, Aurelius you a big factor. What else were big factors of this? For you also, actually, Joella. Because yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say that these are normal things that teenagers yeah. Would, yeah. Would, would have Not in their minds, all. you know? Yeah. So, 14, no lah. But maybe around 16. So, I'm a very big believer in like visualization. So, when I was... Visualization. I think, yeah. Okay. Like, I will like, think about it. Manifest. Yeah, yeah. manifest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like when I was around like 16 already, yeah. the checklist of things to accomplish for moving out already came out. Oh. Yeah, then like I would update it here and there okay. when I wanted to like add new things, adjust. So like the goal was to hit like not million by 18, like 100k by 18. Okay. And you surpassed that. You, you, you surpassed that, surpass that <laughs> like, honestly. Like nobody business, yeah, you surpassed. Was <laughs> like, it was your socials like, so was your social life uh, affected by these like goals that you guys had? Uh, I think we generally have very non-stressful friendships. We have very small circle of friends. Non-stressful friendships. Uh, what, yeah. what, uh, what? Like we, our friends, we don't like have a lot of conflicts with our friends. Our friends are very easygoing people. I see, yeah, I see. we build each other up. We, we're not very, we don't engage in toxic friendships. Okay. So yes, we have cut off people in our lives. I, okay. I, I think like to make Sabrina's question more clearer is that how can youths uh, at our age, 24, 22, or even younger, what can they do, right, to actually uh, develop a, a, a mindset or even, like, break? Because, like, currently where they are in, they, they may not be brought up, like, where they may not be brought up, like, oh, I can, I can even, like, make a million in blah, blah, blah. Mm. To, to them is that uh, I graduate, I get a job, don't even say graduate, get a job, bro. Mm. I, I, maybe some of them uh, pass O level, they're amazing. Really. Yeah. So like, it, it, uh, how, how can they like come out and expand their mindset regardless of their environment? How, 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 how do you recommend people to expand their mindset regardless on their, on, of their environment? Okay, so I think the reason why a lot of people feel like that is because they're trying to jump from zero to 100 in one, mm. one shot. It's the same mm. reason why we have so much criticism of a get rich quick. Mm. There's a lot of steps in between that are being missed out. Mm. So you need to you need to put yourself in perspective and know what stage you're trying to go to first. Mm. So if let's say now you're let's take the average person that's working full time, your salary is about three k a month. Your first goal should not be a million. Your first goal should be to increase your monthly income to maybe ten k. Okay. See, if, now if I, if I put that into perspective, right, to make 10K a month, that doesn't sound that crazy to you. Mm-hmm. And when you're making 10K a month, that's when you start to look into, okay, how can I make 30K a month? Mm. Right? It's a matter, okay, if I'm making 10K a month selling clothes, for example, 30K a month is simply flipping three times the amount of clothes. Yeah. Right? And when I'm flipping three times the amount of clothes, now I'm reaching a point I can't pack this enough. Hire some employees to help me pack. Mm. Right? Maybe find a new supplier triple the amount of clothes again, once now I'm at 100k a month. Mm. Okay, yeah. So it's like slowly building it step by step. Another thing is also like when you have a higher income, you can also afford to like invest more money. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of advice that 
um, has been given to like our age group, I would say, from like people older than us is to go and save your money, right? Mm. But you think about the 0.05% in the bank, uh, very pathetic one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> You're guaranteed to lose money by keeping money in the bank. Inflation. Yes. Exactly. I mean, we've seen hyperinflation in the US is yeah. bad. Yeah. Now, you should structure your investments according to your own risk tolerance. We keep enough cash for to keep us fed for 6-12 months at all times. Mm. But we, beyond that, everything goes straight into assets. Yeah. Wow. We don't like having too much cash because we can feel it rotting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about investments for a second. Huh? You know, in all those apps like Stash Away or like yeah. OCBC Robo Invest, right? Yeah. I think this new one, Cyrus. Is it Cyrus? Cyrus. S-Y-F-E, right? Yeah, Cyrus. The one that go and sponsor a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like these kind of apps, right? It's like very... um. can I... Forget the word. It's the very word accessible. Yeah. It's very accessible yeah. for people like us, right? Yeah. And they for allow you, like us, like, yeah. yeah. And they allow you to choose your risk index. Yes, yes. What would you say is a good risk index to start with? Uh, it depends on personally your risk tolerance, but it's a very good starting point for most people because it involves very little work, and you like feel a bit better about it. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it's good to not be too comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're going to be forever used to just putting your money in there, not like explore other options, it's mm-hmm. not the best for you as well. So it's like 10% considered low? 10% annually? Uh, I'm not sure. The app I chose. 10% of what? 10% your risk or 10% return? Risk index. So like there could be a 10% chance that it gains and a 10% chance that it drops. Right? That's the meaning of it, right? No, I'm pretty index? sure from what I know about the risk index for apps, that's the amount of capital you could expect to lose. Okay, um, right? Like that you could reasonably expect to lose in, in a normal market conditions. Uh-huh. So um, if, assuming that you were unlucky and you, the market goes into bear. So you cannot go under 10 lah? No, you okay. can. You can. When you invest, none of your capital is guaranteed. Oh. Mm. But um, <laughs> you, you want to look at it from the perspective of a statistician mm-hmm. and look at it based on, on statistics, right? If you put your money in the safest investment that I would put my money in is the S&P 500. I would not bother with anything safer. Personally, my risk tolerance, I wouldn't bother with government bonds and stuff. Those have way too low returns for yeah. it to be worth. Yeah. S&P 500, over time, if you look at a period of 20, 30 years, you can expect an ROI per annualized return anywhere of in between 8 to 10%. Okay. But the one thing is you have to be able to like hold out when it dips. S&P yeah. 500 is the, the top 500 companies in America. One, right? Yeah, it's a global ETF of 500 different companies. Okay. Wow. Interesting. 8 to 10% is a lot, yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay, let's get into like the challenges that y'all faced ever since y'all were like started all this, right? What was the biggest breakdown that y'all had in your lives as of today? Mm. The, the biggest, you know, I don't want the second biggest or the third <laughs> biggest, you know, the biggest. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest obstacle, <laughs> the biggest challenge, yeah. Okay, give you a second to think. Okay, for me, I think the... It was very specific. Okay, I need. To, I have to avoid specifics about the project. Okay. But there was a project I worked on when I was in secondary school, mm-hmm. which almost put me in debt, I would say like 20K at a time. Okay. That's a lot. And I had to deal with that alone. I was too sc- I did not tell my mom about it. Okay. She just thought I was depressed. <laughs> Probably thought like I was doing bad in school or something. Okay. I was very stressed <laughs> out about it. And I was trying to cope. I had to cope with that alone. Okay. I eventually... F- solve the whole thing but that was a very very stressful time like I was crying in bed for like days how did you manage to be in almost $20,000 in debt 
I was facing a potential lawsuit. Oh, oh man, you did something bad, is it? No, <laughs> that's, that's insane stress, dude. Yeah, for like, a 14, 15 year old. Like money loss, the stress is money loss stress, bro. Yeah. But like a lawsuit stress at 14, and okay. like alone, nobody knows, ah. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's insane, eh? It wasn't. Uh, it was because of a contractual dispute. That was the result. Did you not uh, meet the meet the requirements, or did you not fulfill the the on your end? Your more like me and the client disagreed on certain terms. I see. I and see. We heard the project was already like mostly completed at that point of time. Ah, uh, for you, Joella. Uh, my own. Uh, um, I think it was uh right when I moved out. I signed the tenancy agreement right on my birthday. Okay. Yeah, then uh, like uh, within that week, no, within one week, I shifted everything over. Mm. Then when I just moved out, it was a bit crazy because I was still like, I was still in Singapore Poly then. Mm. I was still mm. schooling. I started my business to run and started to like, monitor crypto and everything. And on top of all that, I just felt like everything is very new. Everything is very weird. And it's like a big like shock to mm. just be alone right now and like having to handle all that. And At also, this point, Delton wasn't, wasn't in with you guys. Yeah, or yeah. with you yet. Okay. Yeah. Then all of that included and then my parents didn't want to talk to me. Why? And they don't want to talk to me. Okay. <laughs> Is it too personal to, to ask why? Because they just did not approve and still don't approve until now. Yeah. Did not approve of you moving out? Yeah. I see, I see. Okay. So both of y'all dropped out? He's still yeah. in SP. Hey, you stay in SP? Yeah, I'm technically supposed to graduate um, supposed to graduate this this semester. Do you get okay, oh. this? This is a very like typical entrepreneurial question. Do uh. you think school is important? Yeah, I wanted to ask that also. Yeah. It's important unless you have something better to do with that time. So why have you not left SP? Yeah. Eh? You're, you're a 2.3 million net worth, man. Why, why, why have you not left SP? 2.8 lah. He said 2.3 to 2.8 right? oh, Okay. Yeah. Give the highest one lah. Okay, 2.8. <laughs> 3 million lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I left school, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's more because I'm so close to it. But I would say that my focus has not been on school for sure. What's your GPA, bro? 3.6. What the hell? This is you not focused. What the <laughs> hell? I was quite focused in year one. My GPA was 4.0. Oh. What, what's your course? Cybersecurity. And you? I was in accountancy. So, I same, same lah. Wow, my year ah. one very good. It was like a 3.7. Yeah. How is so, that not focused? Yeah, what the, the hell? TikTok of you being of the absent, absent, F, 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 Yeah, it was F, you. Uh. Yes, it was me. I thought it was you, Delton. <laughs> it was very, it was very funny because everyone was looking at it and then I showed everyone and they were like, wow, I've never seen this in my life. Oh, what? F, 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 F. GPA is 0.0. Oh my god. Yeah, then the best part is students not allowed to continue in course. <laughs> so that was when you left lah. You're like, F it, I'm done. No, when I left, I was still technically enrolled but I was like, more or less like kicked out because I mean, everything's F. Uh. <laughs> I saw you, 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 you were absent for the exams eh? Yeah, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to the exams. I didn't go to the classes. Exciting. Is it because yeah. you were too busy running your crypto and stuff? I more or less made a conscious choice. Um, in Shortly after I moved out, one month later, I think I just stopped going to school. What wow. got you to like decide, I'm dropping out, I'm done? I never wanted to be in accountancy. I see, but you were doing well in it. What is it you do one in school? You put your brain to it. Lah. That's true. <laughs> well, that, that, that gives like, the, like people who are in school no excuse at all sir, to no, be honest. You don't. You, yeah, like, you guys are fail, running la. like business, like legit businesses and doing your own stuff on the side and still like 
I, I would say, oh, I'm not really focusing in school, but my GPA 3.7. Keep up, brief. That's <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> it's never been a case of study hard. You think about it. The easiest way is come on exam. Just do the 10 year series. Just do the last year paper. 3.7. What are you studying? Okay. Yeah. Cybersecurity. Okay lah. Bro, he can close 40 k fly and all that. They don't do schoolwork. <laughs> yeah lah. But like, the whole, the whole idea that he said that he wasn't like focused. But he's good. Imagine if he's focused though. He's... He get, four, he get five out of four, yeah. He's <laughs> if he's like, okay, if he's studying nursing, yeah, then he's doing IT and coding, right? Yeah, he get three point seven. That one is ridiculous, ah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Like yeah. now is, uh, I'm not trying to say that anything <laughs> I move, but like he is very good at what he do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does. Wait, wait, now he's does. studying the what he's doing. So it's like second nature. No, I just like okay, like, it makes sense. Like, like better you get three point seven, but Do you yeah. do you like have to study for the exams? Okay, I've never studied for a programming exam. I've yeah. aced every single one of them. He, you'll be like the first one out. Uh. Oh, you never like that. You got school or teacher if or not? Like, they teach you not today, you're like, hey, uncle. <laughs> that one wrong. Uh. You old-timer dinosaur. Uh. No, nobody use that. Uh. I have I have never directly confronted a lecturer. And, but I will say that some of the things that I was taught was quite outdated. Wow. I would normally just do... I, the most I've done is walk out of a lecture, but I didn't make a big C and I just left. You were just, just cussing. Like then I go somewhere else and do my own stuff. Huh? <laughs> just cussing under your breath. Yeah. Uh. Stupid lecturer. <laughs> so, what is this that you just walk out? Yeah. But does your school recognize the fact that you are in oh, the scene? Yeah. In the scene. Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> I, I know they've used me for some of their ads. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Um, okay, this, this is just a question. Like I think most of the listeners will want to know. Do you guys come from money? No. Nope. You Born guys, all. but were you guys dirt poor? Lower middle income, my family. Lower middle, middle. middle. I see. Okay, because like I think the 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 understanding of a lot of people, like a lot of these rich rich people, lah, like money makes yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah, money makes money. You know, like you come from a rich family, and then subsequently everybody else in the family, you know, will be rich. But you guys, quote unquote, broke the cycle in that way. I would feel more or less. Yeah, I think we're both first first entrepreneurs in our family. Yeah, I think my net worth is probably. M- when I was, I started paying my own bills a long time ago. Okay. At that time, my net worth was already more than I think my entire family's life savings. Wow. <laughs> but then, what the fuck? I like how you say that with a straight face, man. The first, the first, the first hundred thousand, terrible, terribly, terribly hard. After that, easy. Oh, first hundred thousand was the most difficult you yeah, feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's peanuts, yeah. peanuts first, ma, two, five dollar, ten dollar, then fifty dollar. Uh, it's like, stack, stack, stack. It's, it's kind of weird. Like now, we make most people's life savings in a month. Wow. Amazing, dude. And you say that even straight face, bro. Yeah. I'm not even looking at you, but I can feel you <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> it's, it's, it is surreal to think that. But yeah. then it's less crazy when when you have friends that are making way more than that. I, I, I know people that are making millions in a month. And that's where I want to be. Okay. Do you in, feel like you have to leave Singapore to do that like eventually? No. no. So you guys are planning on staying here for life? Singapore's an investor haven, in my opinion. What? Why do you think the, the guy that that got his chunk from Facebook came to live here at Wado Severin. Yeah, very, they're very nice like tax policies. I see. I thought only for like overseas, uh, overseas companies, no? There is no tax on capital gains in Singapore. Yeah. The tax in Singapore is on GST. Okay. So basically, if as a wealthy person, if you live in Singapore, your investments are taxed. You're taxed when you purchase luxury goods, which is actually a very good system. Okay. So, so the government, the government wants wealthy people to be in Singapore so that they can spend their money into the local economy. Uh-huh. Ah, I, I want to ask something. Just now, you said that 
uh, first hundred k is the most difficult lah. Yeah. It's that's a very common thing you hear. Yeah. Is it true? And does it get easier? You know? It's much easier. No, I, I, I would agree in a way that uh, for our, for us lah, our first hundred k also hundred k listens was also very difficult. After that, because of whatever episodes we have, because of whatever that we built, like we are multiplying like double, triple, like in in like. Less fractions of whatever time that we, we needed to get the first 100k ah. mm. so does that like uh, how, how, does it reflect on other things though like money businesses and stuff like, does it get easier yeah I mean if you think about it right um, 10% of 1k is peanuts yeah 10% of 100k is 10k yeah now we're talking about we've got some meat yeah. and when you take 10% of a million now that's 100k yeah so if you if you invest 100k into the stock market every year that's 10k being returned yeah and when you get to 1 million in the stock market, that's a full-time salary. Yeah. <laughs> but you're actually fo- doing the exact same percentage return. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh. That makes sense, uh, to be honest. Textbook makes sense. Uh, but I just want to come up from his mouth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your circle, right? Were, are there like other entrepreneurs who actually came from money? A well, majority of them like that. Yeah, well, majority of them like that. And is there like a difference in how you guys think and how you guys are like maybe humility-wise and like the way you guys act and the way you guys brought, were brought up, you know? Actually, I don't think... I would say there are some entrepreneurs came from money. Yeah. Normally, the the biggest difference is just that they're, they're what they're like aiming for is much higher. Uh, they're, not, they're not looking to make their first million. They're looking to be their family's first... Um, make, make the first hundred million in their family. Oh, Very wow. different level of scale. I see, I see. Because everyone around them has a million. So they want to they be above Yeah, that. like that, that's, that's, where, that's where I find myself now, right? Mm, okay. mm, see, when, mm. I, when on TikTok, yeah. right, making six figures a month is crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know tons of people that make six figures a month. Yeah. Mm. So that's not crazy to me. So now when you want a nine. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a normie within my friend group, right? I want to yeah. I wanna, I wanna make a million a month. Uh-huh. Wow. wow. A million in a month. Fuck. Okay, I guess before like we end this podcast, right? Just now, y'all had a lot of rage when we spoke about how everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, how everyone wants to be in the crypto market right now. What is all that rage about? It's, I, okay, I think even on TikTok, right? I think yeah. a lot of these small businesses, right? They can sort of prey on their audience. Like mm. we've seen a lot of people, they do this trend where they say like, oh, hacking a fake order because I haven't had an order in like a day. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yes, yes. It's TikTok's about that and it's very, very, very like Packing a fake order meaning? Yeah. So they, they see what they do, right? They show the envelope. Then they show themselves taking a, a, one of their stocks, right? Then they pack it in bubble wrap. Then they write nicely. Then they throw it in their packaging. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they like, sound so sad like, I'm going to quit, guys. Yeah. It's basically yeah. a tactic to gain sympathy so people order from you. Yeah. Wow. And but then you go to that page and you see it like, happen like every week and you're just like, what? <laughs> okay, okay. So that's not the way to do it. Yeah, like that's not the way to do it because this just shows that they haven't done proper market research, they haven't done proper marketing. They are just like trying to like make use of TikTok to get as much sympathy as possible. Wow. Okay, that's that's a whole new law. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Every, everyone's doing it. I've dude. never seen it before, man. Because I like to look at all these small business, small business check. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> small business check, your name, your business, what you sell. Exactly, <laughs> Young, eh? then, then the crypto world, eh? what do you guys think of that? When all these super, super young people like, oh, make money, what? Fast, fast money scheme. Fast gains. Fast gains. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, get rich quick. Yeah, get rich quick scheme. It's, I would say 99% of the time, you're not going to get rich quick. You're going to lose money. Lose, lose, yeah. eh? Get poor quick. Uh. Yeah, get poor quick. Get poor <laughs> lose your money fast. Because right? it doesn't, 
Because most of them, they forget the golden rule. Don't invest more than you can afford to lose. So you yeah. go all in, you lose all, then what do you become? Poor. Then you what's your take on this? Yeah, uh, for you, maybe the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship side of things, you know, like everyone wants to be, I don't think everyone wants to be an entrepreneur though, but I feel like, that's it's, what everyone's exposed to right now. Yeah, everyone's yeah. exposed uh, to What I would say is everyone wants the results of being an entrepreneur. Exactly. But it takes a very special kind of person to be one also. Mm. And mm. you guys are entrepreneurs, so you know it's not an easy journey. No, it's not. A, <laughs> and the, I media, never the media definitely likes to glamorize it. Of course, of course. Should I have, should I have never wanted to be an entrepreneur? Should I'm, should I have, I'm anti. I'm anti-entrepreneurship. <laughs> because never like, wanted I, to be an entrepreneur. And then, uh, two years later, I'm here. Register. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Money, yeah. Having random calls, uh, uh, coming to office like seven days a week. I see, like, ah, fuck, I'm in, uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's funny because what a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people talk about entrepreneurship being freedom, but the truth is, you work twenty four seven to nine to five. Yeah, that's a yeah. lie, man. Like it's not freedom, uh. but freedom comes later. <laughs> what I find is that it to me it's freedom because I'm working for myself, everyone. Yes, those twenty four hours. Yes, and yes, not for yes. someone else. That's true. That's true. I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I have a question to end the podcast off. Sure, go ahead. The quote that you guys live by. Every entrepreneur lives by a quote. Uh. <laughs> My quote is one by Steve Jobs. All right. But basically... Buy uh, the iPhone. <laughs> Just that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read it off. Go, go for it. You have a quote in mind as well? Great power comes great responsibility. Wow. Okay. That's, okay. that's strong uh, coming from you. Actually. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I didn't see that coming. Uh. I love the Spider-Man quote. That's yeah, Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man. <laughs> because it makes sense, like, and being in, like, a position to do more with what we can, right? I think that, um, it's like small things, uh, when we were a bit younger, even small things, like, you know, we buy dinner for our family, it makes yeah. them so happy like that. Yeah. Or do things like, um, we can afford to, like, tip our, the delivery drivers we meet, or, like, people that are in the service line yeah. or like um, those aunties selling tissue packets like yeah. just help them out la. just like auntie no need give tissue la. just give you the money uh, <laughs> yeah. okay okay it's okay. great okay. please read your jobs jobs Steve jobs, eh? jobs. <laughs> Steve jobs. I said jobs Steve <laughs> continue <laughs> yeah so it's it's, it's the one code I've always lived by especially when I feel like I might take on too much risk or I'm feeling very stressed about what I'm doing Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You're already naked. There's no reason not to follow your heart. Wow. Again, again, one more time. (laughs) Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking that you have something to lose. You're already naked. There's no reason not to follow your heart. Wow. Wow. That's that's deep. That's pretty powerful. I'm not going to lie. So why? Why that quote? You see, if the, my my biggest fear is not is not not living up to someone else's expectations. It's not living up to my own, right? Mm. And what help mm. is to me is knowing that I didn't do all I could while I was here. When I when I'm on my deathbed, I want to look back on my life and be like, and 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 know that I, I put all I had in. Yeah, I got to do whatever I wanted. I got to experience all the things I did. I got to meet the people I wanted to meet. I didn't waste a second. So no mm. regrets, uh. I would definitely regret watching Netflix every day if I'm on my deathbed. Right, definitely, definitely. But okay, like okay, um, I think uh, uh, 
a question I would like to ask is that like, do you think rest is important? Like, because I think entrepreneurs always, um, always seem to be always working and like they glorify they the glorify the whole like hustle hustle and work hard. You know, and like I think right now there's a lot of content being put out that you know it is okay to rest. It is okay to you know um take it easy. Both of us get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. So <laughs> okay, okay. that was one of the TikToks. You never watched the TikTok, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I won't lie. Serious. I was one of those like hustle guys, mm. definitely mm. As, at one point. And I very much believed in the movement. Mm. One thing that I've realized is that, I mean, you there is a point in life, I think, when you have to put in the hours. Yeah, and I definitely. put in the hours many, many nights. There are some even days now when I get a call at 2 a.m. telling me that um, there's a bug in the site and customers can't log in. Mm. I have to go and find out how to fix it at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been woken up before. Yeah. But... <laughs> you got to be willing to put in the hours that a lot of people aren't. Mm. And it's not about not getting enough sleep and not spending time with your family. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of the smaller sacrifices. If you if you want to go out and have lunch with your friends every day, that's wasting one and a half hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to come and complain to me after that, that I don't have enough time to, to run a side hustle, then you need to find the time from somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And when I was in poly, I didn't go out for lunch almost, almost any day. Wow. That one and a half hours is what I would use to do calls in the middle of school. I never, after like uh, first semester of poly, after that, since then, I didn't ever eat in poly. I was always like getting out of school then coming back to school. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's really about what, what you're willing to sacrifice at the end of the day to achieve what you want. Nah? You, do you feel that it's worth it? Yeah. Like right now that you're here in whatever level that you feel you, that you, feel you are at, you, do you feel that the sacrifice was worth it? Extreme. Yeah, that one I agree. It was definitely worth it for where I am now. There are things that I still want to do, but I don't have any regrets in what I've done so far in my life. What if you you are not successful now? What if you only reach your 100k at 30? Uh? So see, you still got 10 more years to chong, uh, to run. Do uh. you feel it's still worth it at 30? I think you see it's easy to it's easy to think of yourself as a failure in that position but how would you feel at 30 having never tried doing that in your life that's true this guy go into yeah. before <laughs> 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 he saw that no? after he said he leaned back he had the pause he had the pause he had the pause and he back okay for all the youth listeners out there, you know, um, they who who want to be an entrepreneur, who wants to make money, like, do you guys like plan to eventually, you know, have courses or talks, you know, like to really help the youth, you know, have the same mindset? We are not really here to try to sell course or like mm-hmm. get rich quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, my my own journey is very well documented. It was not get rich quick. Yeah, it's been years of grinding, but. Mm-hmm. What we're hoping to do now is just, I mean, we're doing TikTok kind of for fun. We also kind of want to educate people mm. about entrepreneurship. Kind of get them interested in a way that's more fun. Yeah. Sometimes that involves having to go clickbait. Yeah, that helps us hit the viral. Of course. Of yeah, course. any content creator knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the stuff we were thinking of is maybe we would um, do partnerships or stuff like that. Mm. I don't really see a point in selling a course itself. Mm-hmm especially if it doesn't involve my own advice. Like, I, would, I don't want to just like package a course and sell it for $3 yeah, online. That's not going to help anyone. Like yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you guys for, for being such a good inspirations to, 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 to use. I mean, like, I, I, I really hope 
those who are listening, you know, you guys listen to every single detail of what what their story, what 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 part of their story, and like um take whatever you need from this particular podcast uh, because it's not always about get rich quick. You know, it, it's a lot of grinding. Like what Delton said, it's, it's a lot about those $5, $10 profits that you made at the start, like what Joella said. And those small steps will eventually make you where you want to go. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very different podcast today. It's very uh, more slow paced, more, more, more chill, mm. less the noisy wise kind of thing. Yeah. Very but serious. Uh. It's very, 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 sure, very, very slow paced, but it's, it's, it's important. Uh. It's different type of content. Uh. So, yeah. um, any last words? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say? Oh yeah, last thing. Do you think being an entrepreneur is the only way to make to become a millionaire? Well, huh? You can be very good at what you do on a very high income, invest a lot. Mm. Very easy, very straightforward. <laughs> okay. But the fulfillment-wise, it'll be different like, if you're doing something for yourself. Unless you love your job. Some people really love the job and I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would say if you want to hit the really high levels of wealth, then you have to. If you look at the richest people in the world, um, only one of them got there really by investing. And, and, and I'm not really counting those that inherited the wealth. Mm, mm. Because those people, their parents were the entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like even like the, the, the inheriting the Walmart fortune. But, yeah. but even the one guy that invested his way there also started a company yeah. around investments. Right. So it's the only way to be the top 1%, lah, I would say. Uh, King Albert Park Nations. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I see those houses by the side of the road. I don't know how people can afford yeah, those kind of houses. Landed properties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, usually generational wealth. Probably. Old like. money. Uh, old yeah, money. Usually old money. Once in a while you hear the tech startup guy. Yeah. <laughs> but do you agree with what Dalton said, Joella, the part that investments in, uh, alone is not enough to be multi, multi, multi millionaires? At a great scale of wealth, it's not enough. Yeah. But if you learn to just hit like a million, it's enough. Alright, that's the way lah. Okay, thank you guys for listening. Uh, your of, Instagrams, your TikToks. Yeah. yeah, you can follow us on TikTok at Dalton.Joella. Okay. My Instagram is at DaltonMion. Mine is more complicated. It's J J X L L A. It sounds like a crypto wallet. Yeah, so if you guys haven't followed us on all our social medias, it is at relatable underscore SG everywhere. If you guys like a Telegram group to talk about anything and everything, we have Telegram group at relatable SG community. Thank you guys once again for coming on to the podcast and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ethical Wealth Advisory, a group of financial consultants who offer one-stop solutions to you, regardless it being personal or corporate. It doesn't matter how old you are, if financial freedom is what you are looking for, then these experts will definitely allow you to achieve that and more. The difference about EWA is that they center around financial literacy in all phases of the client's lifestyle. You can follow them at the official EWA on their Instagram. Also, they have a website, www.ethicalwealthadvisory.com. They also have a Facebook page that you can follow. It is at EWA. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.